This episode is brought to you with support from Whole Foods. As our resident Greek girl, I am a sucker for Mediterranean flavors and want you to taste the Mediterranean too. Go to Whole Foods Market now and save on regionally inspired products through March 19th. Find sales on animal welfare certified meat, including boneless, skinless, air-chilled chicken breast, bone-in beef short ribs, ground lamb, and more. Save on whole bronzini and sustainable wild-caught sockeye salmon. And stock up on Mediterranean essentials like feta cheese crumbles, whole wheat pita pockets, and if you're over 21, wines from Spain, Greece, and Italy. Grab your ingredients and experiment with family-friendly Mediterranean cuisine today. Think Greek-style ground lamb pitas, lemony oven-roasted chicken, or bronzino, or instant pot short ribs braised in wine. All simple and delicious. Taste the Mediterranean now at Whole Foods Market. Do you ever feel like you're in a never-ending cycle of snacks and meals? We get it. That's why we're excited to share HomeThreads, the ultimate solution for creating a stylish and functional family space. At HomeThreads.com, discover furniture that can handle the chaos of family life. From wipeable dining chairs to kitchen tables and light fixtures. Or you can just freshen up your kitchen with trays, counter lamps, decor, and other affordable accents that will help you update your kitchen into a room you love spending time in. Head over to homethreads.com slash D-I-J-F-Y, short for Dinner and I Just Feed You, to get a code for 15% off your first order. Because if you're going to be feeding them three times a day, plus snacks, you deserve a home that feeds your style. Homethreads, love where you live. That's homethreads.com backslash D-I-J-F-Y today to get 15% off your first order. I mean, this is my 10th year packing lunch boxes, and I can't believe I've never packed cereal and milk. And when the idea hit me, I like came out of the kitchen and I was like, who wants cereal and milk in their lunch boxes? And they were like, what? <laughs> Welcome to Didn't I Just Feed You? A podcast about feeding us kids. Hi, I am Stacy. And I'm Megan. Hey, we have a great episode today where we're talking about how to stay inspired when you're packing school lunch. Isn't this the number, Stacey, like you pack 180 school lunches? I think it's something kid. like that. Holy and, crap. And we're going to keep you inspired. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe we're not inspired and we're reaching out for help. This is a cry. This is our cry for help. <laughs> Um, but before we get into it with Jillian of Lala Lunchbox, our guest today, we just want to take a moment to share some information about our sponsor, Bonza Pasta, because you guys, we love this brand. You know, we talked about it before they ever signed on with us and supporting our sponsors helps support Didn't I Just Feed You. Okay, you guys, you've heard me carry on about how much I love Bonza chickpea pasta in several episodes this season, which is why I couldn't be more excited to let you know that they have recently become a sponsor. Honestly, we're so lucky that the coolest brands, ones that we love, trust, and spend our own money on, end up supporting Didn't I Just Feed You and our community. Especially when their product is such an incredible lifesaver. Bonza chickpea pasta works tastes and feels just like regular pasta, which is the kid win, but it has nearly double the protein, three times the fiber, and 30% fewer net carbs, which if you ask me, is the mom win. 
And don't forget, it's also gluten-free, vegan, and non-GMO. With spaghetti and tons of pasta shapes, including their new alphabets, Bonza has pasta and even rice that works for nearly everything and everybody, including me and my, you know, little low-carb diet I got going on. Pasta is back. And you know pasta never went away in my house. <laughs> So I'm loving all that extra protein, especially in the mac and cheese. For more information about Bonza chickpea pasta, visit eatbonza.com backslash didn't I just feed you, where you'll also find our personal favorite Bonza pasta shapes. Plus, there's an exclusive coupon code for didn't I just feed you listeners off your next Bonza order. Before we get into our awesome interview with Jillian of La La Lunchbox, which is a really beautiful Instagram that we love to follow for inspiration, but it's also an app that helps make planning school lunches easier. Stacey, do you have an I love it this week? I do. It's a little bit of a weird one. Okay. Um, Mine is weird too. Yes. (laughs) So uh, pancakes is why I love it. So not breakfast, (laughs) not breakfast pancakes. Okay. Like, like veggie just pancakes? Very, yeah. And I'll link on the show notes to a couple of different recipes and you guys can kind of figure out what makes most sense for you. But with busyness plus the end of summer produce and wanting to make use of it and buying a whole lot at the farmer's market in a panic because, oh my God, the seasons are going to change. I've been having a lot of vegetables on the brink lately, yeah. and I've been throwing them into a very simple pancake batter. Okay. And I have to admit that I'm kind of winging it a lot of the time. Like sometimes I'll throw in beer to give it a little bit of a yeasty flavor. Mm-hmm. Other times it's literally just like a tiny bit of baking soda and uh, flour. Um, sometimes I use buttermilk. Sometimes I don't. Like I'm just literally throwing everything in a bowl with grated or quickly chopped summer veggies that are on the brink and then making pancakes and the kids are digging it. You can do yeah. mushrooms, zucchinis, carrots, like anything. And or it, like a combination of the, yeah. all those things, right? So and you can what, make like a super colorful. I want to ask a pointed question though. Is it <laughs> is it a pancake or is it a fritter? I don't like know. At you what know, point does yeah. it cross that line? I think a fritter says fried, pancake. but I think that's a legit, legit question. Yeah. But also maybe the the appeal of kids is like not two kids is not calling it a pancake or not calling it a fritter, calling it a pancake. Yeah. And being I, like, we're having these lunch pancakes or we're having dinner pancakes. Good question. I just like that it makes vegetables hefty. Honestly, I'm like, oh, my vegetable and my carb side in one. Boom, let's do this. <laughs> and then I've been like either just roasting a chicken or roasting a pork loin or something that's really hands off. Yeah. And it's filling. I feel like I've hit the vegetable marks and it's ha- I'm happy because it's yummy. Yeah. That's the most important part, right? There you go. What are you loving? Okay. This is so like small and geeky, but I really love, have fallen in love with a wet erase marker. Do you know what that is? It's like a dry erase marker, except it only erases when you use like a wet um, sponge or cloth to clean it off. So it stay it sticks better to things like, and this is why I'm loving it, lunch boxes and water bottles and stuff during the day while the kids have them at school. And then when they bring that stuff home, you can wash it right off. And it just makes labeling things easier. And for me, the thing that I'm running into is that 
Emmett finally started at a new preschool. Yay! Yay! And he's taking lunch every day. But Ella has, like, long established that the lunch boxes are hers. My seven-year-old, oh. she's like, oh, okay. the, l- the lunch right, boxes girl. are mine. Even though we have, like, <laughs> dozens of lunch boxes. And she's not even taking a lunch every day. As you might remember, she's packing lunches yeah. a couple days a week yeah. and t- doing school lunch. So, like, even today, she was like... That's my lunchbox. And I was kind of like, let me label it and show you that it's not your lunchbox. I'm going to take this wet erase marker and write Emmett's name on it and write a sweet little uh, note on it. Yeah. Mama was all business today. Wow. Oh, it's just that funny, like, big older sister oh. thing of oh, no, like no. I, her being I, possessive and it's like it it's doesn't not really just matter sister, you're sister. not even taking the lunch today you're having pizza at school and like your brother's having cheese and the cheese and crackers that he picked please like just it's too early for this i haven't had enough coffee it anyways is, a wet erase marker and we'll i'll link to one on amazon a little package awesome. of them they're cheap and they're just one of those great things like when your kids take water bottles to friends' houses or you need to like label stuff for school. It's a great way to do it. And then they can still <laughs> share later. Oh, some older siblings really crack me up. Yeah. <laughs> I think it would be the same way. That's not a sister thing. I know. F- I said y- older I. sister, but I meant older siblings. <laughs> Sorry to gender everything, oh, you guys. Oh, it's, it's fine. It's just they're, they're really something else, our older ones sometimes, yeah, aren't they? Yeah, And isn't that funny? Like, so <clears throat> you were saying a little bit before I started recording, you're like, oh, do people really want to still hear about school lunches? And all the, the data says, yes, they still need ideas and help. And so it's just funny that even for for both of us, we're still finding new challenges in packing lunches, like mine being that my seven-year-old is going to be possessive <laughs> of certain lunch boxes that I need for my four-year-old and Can having to figure that out. That yes. I'm a little bit distracted today and I got stuck on the fact that you said data because I love that about you. <laughs> I'm into number. I'm not. I know. I don't know why. I, I don't fun. know, but it's like, it's part of what makes us a good pair. Like I never. <laughs> I'm trying to give the people data. what they want, Stacey. I'm like, I'm going on my feelings, you guys. Aren't we tired of school lunch? Oh, no, we're not. No. Okay. Okay. Which um, so is like, I want it. <laughs> yeah, it's a kind of a good segue, right? Because we have Jillian of La La Lunchbox as our guest today. And we had a, actually a really great interview with her. She's such a pro because we both feel like having more ideas or like staying creative about school lunch or maybe not. We talk a little bit about this with Jillian. Like you could pack the same thing every day if you wanted to, but just kind of like keeping yourself going through the school year with packing lunches can be challenging. And Jillian's just one of those people like, so creative. Her Instagram is full of brilliant ideas that is like stuff that you're like, oh, duh, my kids love that for breakfast or they love it for lunch. And she just packages it in a way so that it stays fresh. And she talks about her routine for packing lunches and, and the way she has her kids involved is very different than any other guests we've talked about because we've talked for uh, personally and with other guests about like this goal of getting our kids to pack lunches. And she's like, no, that's not what I'd like. I enjoy the lunch packing. So this is how I get them involved. But before we hear from Jillian, we need to take a quick break and hear from our friends at Make Good. Stacy, just as we make it through summer with the kids snacking us out of house and home, it's time for back to school. And we have a brand new set of snack problems to solve. Tell me about it. Between having to find school safe snacks for lunch boxes 
lower sugar snacks to avoid the dreaded after-school sugar crash, and fortifying snacks to fuel after-school activities, sure is hard to find products you can just grab and go anytime, any day. That's what makes our sponsor Mavid so fantastic. Their products are free of the common allergens, made in a peanut and tree nut free facility, certified organic and non-GMO. And you didn't even mention the best part, Megan. Each individually wrapped package also contains a full serving of veggies that you 100% cannot taste. And go ahead, ask me how I know. (laughs) Oh, I know how you know, sister, because made good snacks are delicious and you're not the only parent who eats them too. (laughs) With granola bars, granola minis, soft baked cookies, and crispy squares in a wide range of flavors made with only a small handful of ingredients, made good is a staple in my pantry. And mine too, which is why we're so thrilled to share this brand we trust with our listeners. To learn more about made good, go to madegoodfoods.com. Without further ado, let's welcome Jillian Fine. Jillian is the founder of Lala Lunchbox, a meal planning app that helps you save time, save money, and save your sanity when it comes to packing school lunches. What's your favorite thing to talk about? Like, when do you get fired up? Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, I think I get fired up mostly about um, the issue of involving our kids in what to eat. Like, I'm um, super passionate about it. And um, I mean, it's like the whole reason why I got into this app in the first place. And um, it, it really propels me forward in amazing ways. Okay. So I think that that's really great because I have a feeling that some of our listeners feel like when you hand lunchbox duty over to your kids, that actually you're going to get less creative school lunches because the kids are just going to pack their favorites or like pack the same old thing. And I think that that's an anxiety some parents have that at least when they're packing, they can make sure there's variety and make sure it's balanced and all that stuff. And they think that's where the creativity is. So I think you should pull some of that like passion and what you care about into this idea of creative school lunches, because I actually think it's really relevant you know, because it's also how can we empower them to be creative? First of all, I think, um, I think sometimes that we underestimate our kids ability to, to think beyond their favorite. And I mean, the whole the whole issue of the Lala Lunchbox app is that we've provided all of these options in a super visual environment. And it's inviting for kids to really be a part of the lunch packing and planning process. And so we've empowered them with some choices. And of course, those choices are always curated by parents, right? So I think part of the struggle with parents and kids and, you know, how much free reign do I give you in terms of what you have for lunch is, you know, parents should have that control. And um, they decide what's available and the kid decides to eat it. And I'm all for division of responsibility. However, I do think that there's amazing electrifying options that can happen when you provide a contained set of options and your kid gets to choose. And so, no, you don't need to reinvent the lunchbox with something magnificently creative every day. Definitely not. Um, If your kid likes the same thing over and over, Um, There are ways that you can get creative with that if you so choose, but 
remember at the end of the day, the whole point is that your kid is actually eating lunch and getting, you know, some balance when he or she is away from home. So, you know, that's always the goal. And, um, you know, I love to show new lunchbox ideas on my Instagram. It gives me tremendous joy. I pack three lunches a day here for my three kids. And, you know, the things that I'm showing on my Instagram are legitimately the lunches that my kids are bringing to school. And if I could show you some of the direct messages I get, I get about them from my kids' friends and like parents of my younger kids, it's funny. I want to talk about that a little bit though, because I think there is this component of like creative lunches that parents um, really either like fall in love with this idea or they're totally turned off with by it. Like this is too much effort for like a, a school lunch that lasts 20 minutes. So I'm curious, like, what you what do you say to people who are like overwhelmed? They DM you and they're like, "Why are why are you doing this? Like, why are you spending so much time?" Slash, like, I feel overwhelmed by this, or they're defensive about the idea of like cute lunch boxes. I actually get very little um, DMs about that. Wow. I, I have to tell you that I mean the overwhelming majority, like overwhelming empowering majority of people who are following along on this journey are so positive about all of it. And the DMs that I do get about my kids' actual launches from people who are seeing them in action are not put downs in any way. And, you know, some of them are DMs from my my teens' friends that are like, you know, why can't my mom pack this? Or like, <laughs> you so know, can, can you pack more of that tomorrow? And, you know, that kind of thing. Um, I don't get mom shamed to my face. <laughs> you know, look, it could, happen, <laughs> it could happen behind my back. And that's cool. I'm not for everyone. I'm not trying to be. Like, I'm living yes. in, in a world where I'm cool with that. And, you know, I, funny, like a side note, I had a... Um, I had one of my posts recently reposted by another account and it was a, a pasta salad and it had um, cheese and cucumbers and tomatoes in it. And then the rest was fruit and vegetables. And that's, you know, that's a typical lunch in many ways for us. We are very produce heavy for lunch. And um, I got some comments on that repost on, on their account. One of them was like, you know, I bet my dentist would have a lot to say about all of that fruit. Oh, and- gosh. Wow. <laughs> okay. It's <laughs> also just kind of like raw, like wrong. It's not like you're packing I know, candy. I like, your dentist would dentist. probably be like, great. There's lots of calcium <laughs> for your teeth in there. Anyways. You know, look, I'm not a dentist. I don't even play one on TV. <laughs> but, you know, I will say that, like, I've never heard of a dentist saying, like, please stop eating that fruit. Yeah. You know? Um, Brush your teeth. I don't know. I, <laughs> yes. uh, That's a big uh, one. How about that, kids? Brush your damn teeth. Yeah. But, <laughs> you know, and there was another comment that was like, you know, oh, my God, this is just carbs and starch and starch from fruits and, you know, whatever. And that's out there. And that's fine. Yeah. If you don't like it, like, I'm not packing your lunch if it doesn't work for you pack something else you know well I don't know it and also just this reminder of like we're seeing literally one percent of what you're feeding your kids so maybe they have a lot of carbs at lunch one day but like the rest of the week balances it out so like get over it it's just carbs 
I also you feel know, like this speaks to what a community you have at your Instagram. Yes. Right? That the people who are there are people who want to be there and who admire what you do and who knows how much of it they feel like they can take on at any given point to, you know, use you as a model or not, but that there's a camaraderie. And I think that that's one of the lovely, lovely things about your account besides the gorgeous photos. And we should just say it's at... La La Lunchbox, so that everyone who's listening can also follow you. It's L A L A Lunchbox. I think that's really cool that you don't have hate follows. <laughs> no, I mean honestly, it's like I, you know, I I see it on other accounts, and I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm not I'm not big enough. I don't really know, but I mean, there's there's a lot of engagement on my feed. People love to comment and. Um, I'm very chatty on Instagram. I comment back. I comment on other people's posts. I'm not one of those people who's only going to comment on your feed if you comment on mine. Like, I don't know. I don't keep score like that. Parenting is so hard in so many ways. But one of the greatest things for me about being a parent for these last 13 plus years is that I've really developed a tougher skin. And you have to, to be a parent. And I think that those wins apply in so many areas of life. Um, there's a lot of parts going on in me, and um, I'm not going to rise and fall by those likes or not likes. So, Yeah. Do you think that's a little of what empowered you to build the Lala Lunch Box, box app? That you were like, I, what do I have to lose? I'm just going to try this out. And you also saw a need for it. Well, didn't the app come first or did the Instagram come first? The app came first. Okay. Yeah. That's like the a app, chicken or the egg. Yeah. Question. So actually I started building the app when I was working full time in public health. So I used to, I have an MBA and I worked um, in marketing and business development in public health. And at the same time, I had been backing out and building this app on the side. I created the app because my oldest kid, at the time I only had two kids, my oldest kid needed a packed lunch every day. And I really wanted her to feel great about the food that she was getting outside of the home. And so I wanted her her input. I wanted her to want to eat it. And for that, I felt like well, you know, when we're at home, I'm like, hey, do you want this or that for lunch? Or, hey, I'm in the mood for chicken wings. Do you maybe want chicken wings or do you want pork for dinner? You know, whatever. She's always had a hand, not in every meal, but, you know, frequently. And so I, I developed something that would make that process come to life in an easier way. And um, yeah, the the rest is history. So... Okay, let's take a step back. And will you tell us how old your kids are now? Yeah, so my kids are 13 and 9, and my youngest is about to be 7. Okay, and all of them get a packed lunch. Is that, even for the 13-year-old, something that you all have decided to opt in on, or is it a necessity? Does Is there a cafeteria at school? So my middle schooler goes out for lunch every day with okay. her friends. Um, but she hey, New York City, kids. Yes. <laughs> yeah, wandering the streets. Yep, uh, in giant posse's. Yep. <laughs> she brings a lunch from home four days a week, and we give her money for out lunch once a week. And you know, it's like this fun way of showing her how to 
budget and, you know, all of those things that come along with it. And, uh, you know, yeah. Did so you, I, did she want to eat out all of the days? Like, was that a, did you guys come up with that balance together? Was she amenable to it? Did it take some convincing? Cause I'm actually trying to work on Isaac, who's also 12 and a half, almost 13, seventh grade, have him bring a couple of lunches in from home, at least one or two, but they're not allowed to go out at lunchtime yet until next year, I think. So it'd be him opening his lunch bag in the cafeteria. And that feels like a hurdle to him. Yeah, I understand. Um, My daughter doesn't happen to eat in the cafeteria. They all go out of the building, even in like blizzards. But you know, the lunchroom is such a social place and there is the the whole peer pressure concept changes over time and it's kind of hard to keep up with, right? I mean, it's a little crazy, but um, what we did here is I said to her, this is what I'm willing to provide in terms of dollars every week. I think it's best to bring lunch four days a week, you know, you'll probably have a better time if you use that money on one lunch a week. But why don't, why don't we discuss what you feel comfortable with? And she, that's what she wanted to. Um, she wanted one lunch out a week. And, you know, she uses whatever money is left over to buy like bubble tea or you know, whatever. Um, and I don't, I don't even monitor what she gets. I don't care. It's her decision. That was my next question. <laughs> yeah. Nope. I just don't even care. Sometimes she'll say, like, I know that when she has a splurge day, like, you know, we, we give her $10 and when she has a, a splurge day, she'll get like an udon and that's like nine fifty. you know? So, um, but some days she's like being a little more frugal because she wants to save her money for something else, some kind of snack. And she'll get like a bagel and cream cheese, but um, I don't care. I feel like I've done I've done some hard work at trying to show my kids what balanced eating looks like, and I can't micromanage her. And I trust her judgment. And I don't. I I mean, I don't even know what she's eating on those out days most of the time. It's really interesting because we recently had a an episode on tween lunches, and we just found like there's even more tween teens. I don't know. I never know what the cutoff is. Um, it's just really interesting to hear how very different parents are approaching it. Like you're getting money to budget how you want, or we're asking you to pack a certain number of days. And you know, my oldest is only seven and a half, going on eight, and she's just really in the like getting her foot in the door as far as packing her own lunches and making a decision about what days she's going to have school lunch. So I can't even imagine her being to the point of like, here's money, you get to budget and choose bubble tea or udon because she would probably choose bubble tea all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, a lot happens between eight and 13 though. Yeah. It feels like. So, but tell us about your other children, your nine-year-old and your, you also have a seven-year-old. Yeah. Well, she's about to be seven at the end of this. Okay. So first, she's in second grade. Yeah. So so I have a second grader and a fourth grader. And, um, most of the lunches that you see on my Instagram are for them, though I do include the random teen lunch. Yeah. I don't, I don't even know why it's just happens that way. So my kids all eat kind of differently. And, uh, 
that can be challenging. I have one kid, my youngest used to be allergic to dairy and she's outgrown that allergy, but she doesn't eat any cheese. So like never, never cheese in her lunchbox. And I have another kid who's like really big on yogurt and fruit. The guy could like eat his weight in fruit every day. And, <laughs> um, you know, he likes only two kinds of raw vegetables and the rest have to be cooked. You know, you know how it is, yeah. right? Kids all have their preferences. And for me, I mean, this really underscores why I love having the Lala Lunchbox app because I go shopping for the week and then I make whatever is available in my kitchen available on the app. And that's like my boundary, right? I'm saying, this is what I'm willing to provide for you this week. Choose from this. And so I'm not making like wildly different lunches every day. Like if you see something on my feed that has, you know, bananas and blueberries, you can pretty much bet that like another kid chose bananas and blueberries. Why? Because they're sitting next to each other on the couch and like the little one's like, I want that too, you know? And that's, that's how it goes. So um, there is always some degree of overlap. And, um, you know, so it's not, I'm not like spending hours packing lunches a day, because that would be crazy. But um, that said, I absolutely enjoy doing it. So how many times a week do your kids pack their own lunches at all? Or are you really including them at the input level? Yeah, in my house, you know, I almost feel like I shouldn't say this, but it's the truth. In my house, I do all the packing. They do the choosing. I do the packing. Well, I have to say that I, like, I have definitely had moments where I'm like, uh, am I not practicing what I preach? But the truth is, like, w- this is our profession, too. <laughs> like, yeah. we're on autopilot. Like, we, it then becomes content for us. So because of the way that people consume content, we want it to look a certain way. Um but I still understand that other nine-year-olds can pack their own lunches, even though mine doesn't. Although we're changing that. We just decided this week that he's going to pack two lunches a week himself. Um, That's pretty amazing. But I do think that it speaks to this wide range of lifestyles and opinions that we're always trying to be sensitive to that even if for whatever reason you don't want your kid to be packing their own lunch having them, that doesn't mean that they can't have input and can't be empowered to participate in the process because it goes back to all of that mental load. Like, what am I going to be shopping for? What am I going to decide the morning of? That all takes time and energy that we can delegate to our kids. They're capable. Yes. P.S. The morning of, nothing happens the morning of. Oh, you do everything? Oh, I do that. Yeah, we do that too. It's you're a night before people. I'm not a morning person. Jillian, are you a morning person? I don't know. I think I'm a day person. Like I'll get up in the morning, (laughs) no problem, and I'll stay up at night, no problem. But I think day is best for me. So yes, I don't um, know that anyone's ever answered it that way, but I feel like a lot of people can relate. I Um, can relate. I like that. I'm gonna I'm gonna take that from you. So yesterday um, at like one o'clock in the afternoon or something like that, I was packing lunches because that's when I had a window of time. Yesterday was an absolutely crazy day for me. And the window that I had was between like one and one thirty, and I got it done. And there was this woman who was 
um, DMing me, someone who follows me, who asked me some questions about lunch boxes and whatever. And I was in my kitchen, so I was taking a photo of one of the lunch boxes that she was asking about. And it, like, in the background, I was saying, like, oh, he, look, here's a sneak peek of a lunch that I'm packing. And, you know, the thing is, I, I do pack a day in advance sometimes because that's what's necessary. And people ask me all the time, like, what? Like, how does that, you know? How does it stay fresh? And it does. It's like still in your fridge. It's just in a box instead of, you know, split up into ingredients. And I can't do anything in the morning because I'm getting two kids ready for school. My my third kid is out the door at 7 a.m. But um, I don't want that stress in the morning. I got to do it in advance. I actually, there was a period in time when my children were both in preschool. And so I was packing 10 lunches every week, right? Like one for each of them each day. And I would, when I was meal prepping on the weekend, set up my lunch boxes, not with everything packed in them, but sometimes like the main protein or um, fruits that could be packed whole, like raspberries and blueberries. And then that way, like, because of the weeks were so busy in the mornings, I could just throw like the things that I knew wouldn't last as long in the lunchbox to fill it out instead of having to pack a whole lunch. And I wrote about it at one point for the kitchen and people were like, wait, what? Everything gets stale and soggy. And I'm like, have you ever actually tried it? It really doesn't. It really doesn't. As I would say that that's like one of the FAQs. I yes. wish that I could just like, I wish there was a section on inter- um, Instagram that was like, See here. <laughs> yeah. You know? I think that it's sandwiches. I think that's what people are thinking yeah. of. And I do think that we have to acknowledge that that's most people's go-to. I was going to say that, Jillian, a lot of your lunches, you know, pasta salad or like quesadilla, something that even like once you pack it, it will kind of warm up again from being out of the fridge. Um, I think when people pack sandwich sandwiches day after day after day, they associate that with something that gets soggy. Yeah, I I understand that. But even for me, like if I pack, we don't pack a lot of sandwiches here, but um, like I'll pack a BLT and um, I'll do everything the day before. And then we're not really a big mayo family. So I'll like, you know, put some avocado on it either the day before, if I legitimately don't have time, or I'll do it the morning of. But everything else is... Yes. yes. But like for a sun butter sandwich, I just put the sun butter on both sides of the bread and it seems to do the trick. Yeah. I think it's just a matter of knowing what is like will make things soggy or not. What can hold up? You know, it's just like meal prep. And being strategic about like packing some things on the side. There was an Instagram post you had, maybe it was a week ago, um, where you packed cereal for lunch and you packed the milk on the side. And I was like, oh my gosh, why have I not ever thought to do that? Because that's like a really easy lunch that my kids would love. So it's all about the strategy of like knowing what things last the longest in the fridge. So whether you're going to like pack a BLT on Monday or not and maybe not leave it for later in the week and then like what parts you can make separate right yeah i i mean this is my 10th year packing lunch boxes and i can't believe i've never packed cereal and milk and when the idea hit me i like came out of the kitchen and i was like 
who wants cereal and milk in their lunch boxes? And they were like, what? All hands were raised. All hands. All right. Wow. So I have a question. Does Do you think that a lot of um, inspiration for being creative with school lunches comes from understanding how to pack certain things effectively? Like, Gotcha. I've never thought about that before. Because I um, get asked all the time, like, where do you get your ideas from? And and my lunchboxes aren't even half as creative as yours. But I, I'm like, I, you know, it's leftovers. Like, I'm pretty creative with dinner. Like, and I do, like, I love planning dinners and I, you know, dinner is my jam. So, like, we're using leftovers or I feel like having a pretty expensive pantry helps you be creative. That's one thing I say is that if you're just buying bread, ham, cheese every week, you're going to pack ham and cheese sandwiches every week. So like look out for new products, what's on sale, like just challenge yourself. Even without a plan and you might find that you'll improvise. But it's occurring to me as we talk about this, that also people have a lot of fear about packing things well so that it keeps, so that it's safe, so that it still looks appealing. Um, I think that... I think that packing, well, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that I'm providing some ideas for people on my feed for that because I understand that that can be um, a, something tricky. I definitely, I get it. And by the way, if you'd like to come to my house and show me how to be awesome <laughs> about dinner, I would love that. Yes. <laughs> I get in dinner ruts all the time. I think that some of the creativity for lunch comes from two, I guess, three things. First, I love to eat. I mean, I'm always thinking about like, hmm, what am I in the mood for? Like, I, even after a meal, like I'm not even hungry and I'm thinking about like, Hmm, I wonder if this would taste good with that or me you know, whatever. Too. Amen. I love it's that. It's always food is my jam. But I also think I got that love of food from my mom, who is a cookbook author. And she ran a cooking school when I was a kid. And um, so it's in my DNA. Um, but I think also I spend a lot of time looking at food and, and shopping for food and like slowly browsing the aisles and appreciating the solo quiet time. By yes. yes. Um, so, you know, I think that inspiration comes from a variety of places and I allow myself the leeway to kind of follow it. Do you think that your kids are getting from you what you got from your mom? Like, do you feel like they feel like they're inspired eaters, um, burgeoning home cooks? No, I think about this sometimes, you know, I invite my kids in the kitchen, but not all the time. I should do it more, but I'm kind of, um, what's the word? I, you know, I get anxious about all of the mess and like, you know, the little one toppling over an entire bag of flour and like the anxiety about that prevents me from doing it as often as I wish that I could. I think that my sister and I spent more time in the kitchen with my mom actually hands on than my kids are spending with me, but they are like with me in the kitchen all the time. And I think that um, all three of them really love food in a way that is great. Even if they don't all three have hugely expansive palates, but I, I have one kid who like will go into the fridge and, you know, make herself a bowl of pickled onions and like eat it plain straight up like bowl of pickled onions 
<laughs> but like she was born like that. I, I take, take zero credit. It's just in her. And, you know, I have another kid who wouldn't eat pickled onions if I paid him, you know, which I wouldn't do. Let's just say. <laughs> I'm just, just hilarious. I want to add that we have a whole episode about the anxiety of cooking with your kids, actually like a three part series from the first season. But what I love hearing you talk about, like, my kids don't really cook in the kitchen with me. It gives me anxiety is that it's a reminder that when we're trying to find an entry point for food and our family, there's lots of different ways to look at it. So like you're packing these amazing lunches for your kids every day. And that is is something that they're going to remember when they're older, just like you remember being in the kitchen with your mom. And that was your entry point for food. So maybe it's like a longer lead game where you won't see them be excited about food until they're much older and out of the house. And then they're like, I just remember you packed these amazing lunches and I loved this and this that you packed. And now I want to learn how to make it. Um, I just think that's cool that there's like so many different ways to come at food and family. There's room for all of us in this big world. I love that. That's such a lovely way to like end it. So you know what I love about this interview? I feel like it's really great to follow people like Jillian for new ideas. And she's constantly giving me new new ideas. And I've been packing lunches for years, people, and even sharing them on Instagram and on my social. I do it less now just because I've been in the game a long time. Um, <laughs> but it's it's a reminder to me that you you should do that, but don't get overwhelmed. And don't follow too many people like where that becomes your life because that's boring people. We need to be about more than school lunch. Um, (laughs) And that being inspired is really about being okay with school lunch. Like whether you pack the same thing really frequently or you are someone who is able and willing to keep a really creative pantry or you're like Jillian and you're always just wanting to come up with great ideas and make it look fantastic. Whatever it is that's going to keep you engaged is how you stay inspired. The inspired part doesn't have to be about some particular lunch that you pack for the kids, because honestly, like how much are they really paying attention? (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Like they're rushing through their lunch. Like as long as they like it and has some like basic appeal, I really think it's about us waking up every day and making sure that we're not totally overwhelmed by the task of it. The other thing I really love about Jillian and specifically her Instagram is what a warm and welcoming community it is. She's really great about responding to comments and DMs and answering questions. And I don't, she, you know, she mentioned this in the interview, but that she hasn't really had any haters there says a lot because, and I asked that question, like maybe that seemed out of left, left field, but like, I feel like on, on the online community of parents, there's sometimes this backlash against like creative yes. lunches and cute lunches because other parents feel this like pressure yeah. to do that also. Um, but I think she's, you know, Jillian's kind of like, you got to find your lane and stay in it. And if that's packing the same thing every day, then more power to you. Or if it's like using an app like Lala Lunchbox that like does the planning for you, do that. I was really inspired by the idea of doing cereal for lunch. Like, how many days a week can I do that? Uh, <laughs> as many as you want. That's the point, Megan. Yeah, My seven-year-old I, would probably be into that, too. I do think that it's important to say that, you know, y'all listening have to remember that we're food professionals. Like, Jillian has an app <laughs> that helps people 
get their kids involved in putting and planning school lunches, putting them together and planning them ahead of time so that it's easier, so that there's less food waste, et cetera. So of course her Instagram is going to be (laughs) beautiful school lunches or else they wouldn't do very much for her app. You know, when I said, I love dinners, she was like, oh yeah, like that's where I fall down. So we're not all here doing all the meals and working and everything else on top of it. You know, we're like, we're all kind of, like you said, choosing a lane. So if school lunch is your thing, get creative with it. And if not, like just kind of riff off of other people. That's why Jillian's there to help you. And when you find something you like, plan it many times a week, just like Megan in the cereal. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'm going to do the thing that you often do to me, which is let's do a quick lightning round. I want to press you because you're like, oh, I've been in the game so long. Mm -hmm. I just, I like saying that. It makes me feel like an elder. A school lunch elder. Stacey, the school lunch wise. Um, (laughs) What are the things that you do? You can pick like one or two. It doesn't have to be a ton of things. When you're feeling stuck about what to pack for lunches, like how do you get creative or how do you get inspired? So I do two things. I look at other people's lunches. Yes. Catherine McCord is great. Uh, Laura Fuentes at Mama Bowls is great. Um, Lala Lunchbox is like number one on my list these days. Oh my gosh, I have so many. And yeah, so do you want to name a few too? Yeah, I was going to mention Lunchbox Dad. Yep. Packed and loaded, which she's not like super consistent, but she pack when she does pack lunches, they're really inspired. I think there are a ton. Littles and lunches is another one. Um, I just started this this like woman in Boise like just started one. It's called Mama Packs Lunch, and she does like different different bento boxes every day, and they're really cute. Cool. For like her preschooler. Yeah. I think we should maybe start a thread in the listeners group. I think that's a great Instagram to be inspired by. Because I do think, I like, you know, I I know you don't look at the phone when you're in the bathroom. Is this like TMI? But like, (laughs) I'll go in the bathroom and I'll like sit and pee and I'm like, all right, I'll take five minutes. And like, I'll just scroll. And like, you don't even have to fully read it. But like, I also have bookmark things and I have a little like lunchbox folder that I can just look at when I'm feeling like I can't handle it anymore and I need inspiration. So that's number one. And there is no shame in just literally copying people. Like, great idea. I'm going to do exactly that. Um, And the other thing is, so if I'm going to the supermarket in person that week, I will try to find a time to go when I can take an extra like 10 minutes. Or if I was planning on online shopping, which I do frequently, I'll take some time and make myself go to the supermarket. And basically, I just spend a few minutes in person kind of roaming the aisles without being like a mom on a mission to like get in and get out. And I'll just look for a few new products. And that often inspires me. That sounds so luxurious. (laughs) I know. To take 10 minutes at the supermarket. I know. It's true. It really does. I'm like, oh God. But like that's how I get inspired. I know. I want to I just want to do it. Clearly I'm jealous. The same way, like for dinners, people say, go to the farmer's market, be inspired by what's there. It's kind of the same idea. Like with cooking, a lot of the times, like being out of your kitchen, being out of the moment of the pressure, and just giving yourself even just 10 minutes to like stop and think and look at what's there and be like, "Mm, that sounds delicious, or oh. 
you'll be surprised at how inspired you get, even if you're not, you know, a, a serious home cook. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? Okay. I'm going to go the opposite end. I do like to look at Instagram and get ideas there or even occasionally Pinterest, but that's like a little bit more work research when I'm doing that. Recently, I've been really like hitting my cookbook shelf a lot more for both dinner ideas and lunch ideas because I just, I spend too much time online. Let's be honest. My day job, you know, I'm spending 10 hours a day at a minimum, either on my phone, on Instagram for didn't I just feed you or personal or like in front of my computer. And sometimes I'm just like, oh, I need not blue light or what is, yeah, right? Blue light. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so, I'm two, with you. I just want to mention because actually they're both on my desk right now is Katie Morford's best lunch box ever. Love Katie. Love Katie. And then we just got, it was gifted to us from Lunchbots. Their founder, Jacqueline, I think is her name, wrote a lunch bo- uh, lunchbox book called The Simple Lunchbox, which is really brilliant. Although I will say it's written for, Lunchbots, lunchboxes specifically um, with their compartments. But still, there's like great ideas in there. And she has a bunch of other like moms, parents who contributed recipes or ideas for lunchboxes too. So those are two that I'm leaning on right now. Yeah. And you guys, um, I'm going to be so bold as to say that you should go back and listen to last year's back to school episodes. And if you have a way of bookmarking particular episodes, you know, either bookmark this one or like bookmark the show notes and come back to it in January and then again in March. Yes. (laughs) Although I bet in January we'll talk about school lunch at some point in some way, maybe not another episode, but. But I do think that like those are the moments like uh, we tend to be like back to school frenzy and everyone like collects all these ideas and inspiration and then it gets really old really fast especially with like holidays and then the winter blues and so you know come back to things all of these things all of these resources just make sure you're subscribed which is a great way to take us out stacy (laughs) subscribe to didn't i just feed you wherever you listen (laughs) right now so you don't miss an episode and hey if you like what you hear tell your friends about us and leave us a review on itunes we love them even if they're sometimes a little bit weird (laughs) (laughs) our music is good old times by alex cohen provided by jim endo a huge huge thank you to our editors jeremy enz samantha gatsik and the entire team at counterweight creative i'm stacy And I'm Megan. Stay sane and well-fed until next week. Don't forget to smash all five stars on iTunes. Or leave us a review.